<laughs> what if that's how I started my podcast? I mean, it's not, but I think it'd be funny. My creative director, she is working on getting the intro. Um, maybe make it cool for all 10 people listening, because I feel like all good podcasts have something like dope to start out with. So we're going to work on that. But uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Protection. So when you don't want to have a kid, what do you wear? You're right, protection. Or if you're like me, you're a praying man. And you pray that she is on the pill. But more importantly, protection for your face and for others' face, for COVID. Wearing a mask not only helps you out, but helps other people out. So swipe up, insert Al Henry, 25 for 25% off of any mask you choose, but you have to like not buy a coffee for a day or something so that the fake discount code that I gave makes sense and you feel like you're saving money. Anyways, um, the mask really segues into a gym story today, and I normally want to have people on as a guest for my podcast, but I figured today would be a fun time to see if I can do it solo. So I used to have a podcast for, I don't know, around seven or eight episodes, and it was fun, but I got tired of talking to myself, because, I don't know, I feel like I'm funny, but it's got to be with someone, or it's got to be observational. Anyways, to this gym story. So, I'm working out, and this guy, with no mask on, asks if he can work in. And I'm like, nah, unless you wear a mask. And so, he's like, okay, So he puts the mask on, nose still sticking out, and does his set. And I do mine, he's like, well, how many more do you have? I'm like, first off, put on your mask. He's like, no. So I say, what's the difference between you and every single person in here? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, man, everyone's wearing a mask. You're the lone douchebag. He's like, what'd you call me? I was like, you're the lone douchebag. Wear your fucking mask. Okay, clearly I need to silence my notifications because I'm so fucking popular. Anyways, I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck how big you are, how in shape you are, wear a damn mask. Like, everyone is sacrificing. I don't want to wear a mask. My lifts are better when I don't have a mask. But everyone in here is working hard. And I'm sure you want to work hard too. But instead of being just a reasonable human, he... um. He initiated some, I would say, non-polite wording, and I was like, uh, I think I was about three seconds from um, just basically getting catching a, a, a case, you know? I was basically wanting to kill him, um, but I didn't, and I was like, all right, I, uh, I suppose I will just get management involved because, you know what? I'm not too big to tattle because I know for one fact I'm not getting covid And I'm not having someone shut down my gym because I like working out. Working out makes me feel good and it makes me look sexy. So all good things. So I go get the manager. I'm like, hey man, don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Guy's not wearing a mask, being a really big douche about it. I'm livid right now and I want to throw fisticuffs. I'm down to tussle. Listen, I am down to clown on this clown. I, I asked him, I said, do you guys give discounts to Barnum and Bailey's? And he said, Barnum and Bailey's? I said, yeah, the circus. And he said, no. I said, well, that's amazing considering you let this clown in. And they, they all laughed. But anyways, 
<sighs> yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. It's no big deal. Um, they go down, and they talk to this guy for like six minutes, and he's explaining. He's like, it's my right. You're infringing on my... It's like, buddy, it literally says to wear a mask. Oh, I, f- I forgot a nice public shaming that I did. So there's a sign when you go down the stairs, and it says... Like state law, you must wear a mask the entire time while working out, unless on a cardio machine. So we're both doing um, the machine isolated row. Um, so I put this um, sign right in front of him. I carry it in front of the whole gym and put it right in front of him, just to publicly shame. And I loved it. It reminded me of that time when um, in Game of Thrones, the queen. God, I f- man, fuck the ending of that series, but. Um, the queen, when she's walking down the streets, and they're like, shame, shame, shame. That's what I was doing to this guy. Anyways, they finally start walking this guy out, and I give him the peace sign, which is a trademark, Alex Henry move, and I say, toodaloo. She says, fuck you, bitch. I'll see you when you leave the gym. And I thought, wow, you know, it's, it's great to be able to look forward to something, you know. And so I finished my lift, and I finished my cardio, and I did a little abs, and so I start playing the Creed playlist. You know, I'm getting my Michael B. Jordan on. And um, I'm, ha- I'm hyping myself up. I'm thinking, it's it's finna be Mortal Kombat time. I'm down to clown. Listen, listen. I will fuck you up. Maybe. But he was also big. So if he starts fucking me up, I can run. So who's a real winner here? I either beat him up or I live to see another day. He would run maybe 500 feet and be gassed. Plus, he was like 26 with braces on. Listen, I'm not going to brace shame, but when you add a shitty personality to it, it's like, well, you know, I think I'm going to fuck your teeth up even more. So, anyways, that's more of just getting let down. Like, I really wanted to fight, you know, because I don't get to let my frustration out that much. I haven't fought in so long, and I just, you know, I haven't gotten laid for quite some time, so I haven't really been able to ground and pound for a while, and we're talking about that later in the pod, but I really just wanted to get on somebody and pound them into the ground until they pass out, whether that's fighting or um, hugging, you know, one of those two. Anyways, let's transition to racial equality. So, we've already talked about the mask issue. I can assume you guys know where I stand on wearing masks um, everywhere applicable, you know, don't be a dick. And I think that goes with, you know, being being in the right mindset of believing in equality. I mean, I really don't, um, I don't see how you could see the, the people of color and women and just anyone marginalized suffer like they are and not be on their side. I mean, I'm not asking you to say all cops are bastards or anything like that because I know a lot of good cops, but I saw a meme or I saw this thing and they said, you know, there's a few professions where you can't have a bad apple. And they talked about pilots. You know, they're not going to say, hey, um, you know, most pilots are good, but uh, your plane, mm, it'll probably crash, but don't worry. It's just a couple bad apples. Or the phrase, uh, or I'm sorry, the example, um, if one house in a neighborhood is on fire and you call the fire people, fire station, firemen, oh my God, why can't I think of what you call it? The fire trucks, 
okay, you call 911, and they send fire people out. So, you know, Prince Zuko and, and company come out to help you out. Or it'd be, I don't know, regardless. You don't send it to every house. You send it to the house that's on fire. And right now, that's black people, women, gay people, LGBTQ, or, and I don't know, there's a lot of acronyms in there now, but just people that are marginalized. And I come from a place that, hmm, how do I describe this? May not be inherently racist, but they're certainly fucking ignorant. And it really annoys me because, unfortunately, it's a lot of my family too. They just don't get it. They don't understand the struggle. And I can't say I understand I understand the struggle perfectly because I'm white and I'm a guy. I haven't made. In the world, I'm literally dealt. I don't play poker, but it's like a royal flush or like I got four aces or something. I'm good. But I've tried to educate myself and get myself on the level in which I I can understand what someone's going through. I believe I have a lot of empathy. And I think that's necessary to be a good person because without being able to empathize from someone else's position to put yourself in their shoes, how can you ever see their viewpoint? And I don't think a lot of people can. Or maybe they're choosing not to. Maybe they want to believe that the world's okay, but it's not. You see innocent people getting shot every night. There was recently a protest in California, and there was an instance of a black guy pulling a gun on cops and got shot. In a utopian world, in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, this doesn't happen, but in a perfect situation, the individual with a weapon is neutralized with the lowest amount of force. And if that lowest amount of force is shooting them, then that person dies. But... That perfect world means the cop doesn't see a color and automatically determines what the lowest force escalation is. I've seen plenty of videos where a white guy has pulled a gun on cops and they taste them or they find a way to subdue that individual without shooting them and killing them. Let that sink in. And it happens enough for it to certainly be an issue. And people will say, well... White on black crime is so-and-so percent, Baba. Open your fucking eyes. We don't care about percentages. We care about one person. That's too many. That's too many to have that issue. And it's hard to see my family and friends and people on Facebook and just people in general not under-fucking-stand that. Like I mentioned, not all cops are bad. But you can't have that many bad apples. And you can't have that many bad citizens. And I think it's safe to say our president isn't doing us any favors. I'm not going to say he's racist. I'm not going to say he hates women or he hates uh, the gay community. But I sure as hell will fucking imply it. And I'll go on record for that. It's tough knowing that we're probably going to have four more years of that because the Democrats can't get a fucking candidate and there that's not weird as shit or creepy. Like, what if we just didn't give 75-year-olds the presidential nod, you know? What if we gave someone that, like, was young and could connect with people and didn't, you know, have a history of being weird with, like, little kids? 
I don't know. But what I do know is if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a good person. So hopefully this doesn't fall on, you know, the the choir. Hopefully I'm not preaching because I know you know. But if, if you are one of those people that just can't see the other side, go talk to a black person. Understand what's going on with them. Talk to a woman without hitting on them or some ulterior motive. Figure out what their struggles are. I mean, I know it's like a common thing, but they pay more for hygiene. Um, babies come out of them, and people want to regulate their bodies for whatever fucking reason on an all-white male board. I mean, come on, guys. We've got to be better. We've got to do better, and it starts with each and every one of us. So vote, vote, vote. Vote for the president. Vote for issues. Protest. March. Work for a better future. That's the only way we're going to get better. And I don't know, I just, I feel like it's hard to remain optimistic in today's political climate. Speaking of remaining optimistic, let's talk about online dating. (laughs) So, listen, I'm going to go two routes. One route is people that are already online dating, and the other is my experience with apps. So, I don't want to make anyone feel bad but I feel like online dating is so weird to me like you guys haven't met yet and I've been in the situations before where I flirt with a girl so much right and we're sending sexy texts and pics and all this stuff and the anticipation is like huge but it's almost like you already have them like if you send me a video or a picture of you naked doing stuff and I'm doing the same thing back like it's awesome but I could just go watch porn for the same thing. And not that I, I don't really watch porn that much, but what I mean by that is, like, I wish... I don't know. What am I trying to say? Good for people that make it work for online dating, but, like, if you don't know each other prior to starting online dating, I just find that super weird. Like, how do you find the passion? How do you connect and have it not disappoint? Because, like, I'm I'm good at all that sex wool stuff I'm not great but like I'm not terrible but you know you talk online for three months and you say all this weird shit and then you show up and maybe they don't look the way that you thought they looked in person or maybe like maybe they don't think that you look the way that you should look in person and it's just weird and by that time you already spent all this money to go fly or or drive or take a train if you're you know the plain white tees whatever the fuck you want to do And it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I just, it creeps me out. But, um, personally, I won't divulge my relationship status at the moment because I want to remain ambiguous. But either during my time using apps or if I am using apps, they annoy the fuck out of me. And I think Garrett and I are going to talk about that on the next podcast. And I might even talk to Aubrey about it. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But I wish for just one fucking profile. A girl would put effort into her profile. I mean, holy shit. I'm sure the guy side is terrible, but like, I need more than your Instagram bio. I need more than, you know, you saying that I can find you at the party where the dog's at. Hey, what kind of parties do you go to that there's dogs at? Are you still 19 or 20? I mean, come on. Or maybe I'm just not going to the right parties. But 
I don't go to many parties where there's a dog's at. So that tells me that you're too young for me. And that's sad because I'm in like this weird age where I think I'm 27 or 28. I'm one of those. But 21-year-olds to me seem like 12-year-olds, right? And that's not no offense to 21-year-olds. It's just how I see you. Like it's just weird. Like we're in way different periods of life. And then like the 33-year-olds, they're like, oh, you're too young, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm just like, well, okay. And like girls my age are great, but we're all just working and we don't always have time to, you know, just fuck around and casually date and see where it goes and whatnot. But God, these fucking profiles, man. I usually read the bro- the, like the profile if I'm interested because I want to see if they're fun. I want to see if they're funny, intelligent, witty, like what have you. And they're like, daddy gang. I'm just like, oh my God, you're toxic already. Or they'll just put their bio and I'm like, all right, so you're as bland as boiled chicken. Cool. Great. Really looking forward to meeting you. So if you're a girl out there or you're a guy, um, maybe do better on dating apps, you know, maybe include some shit that's actually like useful or that tells me like funny stuff. And, uh, pro tip, don't just say, Hey, sure. It works sometimes, but do better, do better. Speaking of do better, we're going to segue to Hershey eating my Vans. So I've had mm, six to nine nice pairs of Vans in the last couple years. I currently have two working pairs of Vans. Why, you ask? Because Hershey decides to eat them, to destroy them, and colossally fuck up my day. Because Vans are the most comfortable shoes known to existence. If you don't agree unfollow me, you're a weirdo. But how? How in the world does Hershey only target Vans? I have lots of shoes out in my living room. Well, not like spread out, but like in a specific place in my room. And every time she goes to my Vans and she wants to eat it. And I was like, hey, I wish you could speak English so I could talk some fucking sense into you. And I don't hit my dogs. Oh my God. But, but oh, the want, the want to. I wish I could just, like, grab Hershey and just fucking communicate and be like, no, you know? (sighs) I'm rambling. All right, things I hate. Mustard. It tastes so bad. I mean, what the fuck? Who made mustard and was like, we should put things, we should do this. Like, we should put this on things. And then you got spicy mustard and all the, hey, you should have just stopped before making it. You don't need to make variations. Put ketchup on it. Put some barbecue. Anything but mustard. I mean, it's it tastes like someone pooped, right? Ate it. Ate their own poop and then threw it up into a bowl and then put it on a hot dog. And that's mustard. Okay, next. Onions. Fuck onions. They smell bad. Okay, listen. When I was 17, I was dating this girl, and I was a virgin at the time, and I knew that she was going to let me smash, and I was just like, fuck yes, and we had already done some stuff, but not like a lot, um, but we were getting to the point where I was like about to get head, and for a 17-year-old who hadn't had that done before, I was fucking pumped, pumped, right, and one day, I went over to her house, and she had just got done eating onions, and she wanted to make out. And I didn't know that she had eaten onions. So I'm sitting there, 
just fucking making out with this girl with onion in her mouth. Oh, and I, I throw up a little in my mouth. And ever since then, I can't do onions. And every time I think of that, and I'm just like, wow, literally onions made me cry and throw up. And one of the worst making out experiences in the world. So I can't do onions. And if my girlfriend or a girl I'm dating or girl I'm just fucking um, is eating onions, like, girl, like, I need you to chew four packs of gum or brush your teeth before we're doing anything because I'm not, I'm not up in that mouth. Not for a while. So keep that in mind if you want to date me or if I have a girlfriend after that. I don't know which one. I don't know which two. Next thing, overly cocky people. So Garrett and I are going to talk about this on the next podcast that he's on, but uh, I don't want to go too deep. I just, man, there's a difference between having confidence in yourself and just being a fucking douchebag. So if you think that maybe you're being a douchebag, you are. And um, having a lot of followers doesn't really equate to not being overly cocky. Like you might get a lot of validation for that, but you still look like a douchebag. So maybe work on that. Um, Next and last thing that I hate not being able to do drugs. So I am extremely jealous of people that just get to get high. Like I want to smoke weed so bad. So bad. I want to get high, but I can't because I have a security clearance and I'm in the army. And then every profession that I've done has always had some kind of drug test or, you know, you're not really supposed to get high on the job. Being a soldier, you can't smoke weed. I'm active duty right now, so kind of, kind of fucked that for me. Um, and uh, you know, going into my next profession, being a uh, a teacher, I don't think I really want to smoke weed on all a lot. But um, at some point, I really want to be like one of those cool stoner grandpas. I think that'd be dope, right? So that's um, that's on the radar. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, if you're a big weed person and we're still friends in like 25, 30 years, hit me up because I'll, I'll smoke a bowl or two or like nine or I don't know, 10. It just depends on where we're going. Anyways, I've been going dairy free for a while and uh, it feels fucking astounding. Sensational. Last Future says, sensational. Um, I noticed that my stomach was just hurting really badly because I was using milk because I was eating cereal and using dairy products quite a lot. So I was eating pasta a lot, and it was breaking me out and making me feel, like, really bad in my stomach. Like, I was on a date with this girl, and we were making out really hard, and my stomach just kept on rumbling, like, extremely, and it was just so awkward because it's like, you are you don't want to be in the moment, right? Like, hands on ass, just gripping, right? And then, and you're just like, oh. Oh, she's like, what was that? I was like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure... I need a shit or something. I don't know. So I'm going dairy-free, and it's been fantastic. So if you aren't dairy-free and you want to try it, um, I am f- five, six days dairy-free, and I already feel great. So it'll be really interesting to see how that, um, I guess, moving forward makes me feel. Um, eating ass. So Garrett and I talked about that last week, and I just really feel like eating ass is underrated. Um, you know, you can eat ass and then, you know, throw some finger work in there too, just to give the double whammy or, you know, go up and down and, and visit both areas because, you know, it's like being on, uh, you know, one foot on one state and another foot on the other state. Like you're in both states, um, and you're, you're enjoying both of the sides. And, uh, I feel like more people should be into that, but clearly you need to shower before or make sure that shit's clean 
literally make the shit clean or don't have shit there because that would be gross. Um, unless you have COVID and you don't have a sense of taste, then you can just eat ass literally whenever. Um, I don't want my ass eaten, but wow, does it feel great to eat a girl's ass and her be like, whoa, you know, get it just, just a little, you know, just a little something. Um, so, um, as I mentioned, I'm not sure, uh, if I can say if I have a girlfriend or not, but if I did or if I didn't, um, getting back into sex is weird because for a good part of the year after like Valentine's day, I haven't fucked. Right. And, um, I was in a really good groove. Like uh, this girl I was seeing, she loved to fuck and I do too. And we were just like rabbits and it was great. I mean, toxic relationship sex is the best sex that you can have. And oh my God, this girl is toxic. So you can only imagine what it was like. Um, and it was great. And then it abruptly stopped, right? Because she was toxic and a piece of shit. Um, she was also cheating on me, but, um, that's neither here or near or, or there. But, uh, yeah, I went so long without doing it. Now I'm kind of nervous to get back into it because I don't want to, you know, suck. Um, and I haven't really been watching porn and uh, I haven't really been jerking off that much other than occasionally. So it's kind of like I don't want to just bust a load like in the first like 10 or 20 seconds. I don't I mean, I wouldn't do that because you boys got skills. What are you going to do about it? You know, that was one of my favorite finds. Y'all got skills. What are you going to do about it? Y'all got skills. What are you going to do about it? I love that one. So if you know what I'm talking about, OGs, love you. If not, then I sound like a, f- a fucking weirdo. But yeah, really interested to see what the first time back feels like. I mean, clearly it's probably going to feel great for me, uh, for her. I don't know. But um, I'm really interested to see what that's like. So um, next podcast is going to be Aubrey or Garrett. Really excited to bring them on. I hope you enjoyed this solo, uh, essentially large rant. And um, yeah, we'll come back with um, some guests next time. All right, peace and love. Hope you all have a great day. Love you all. Thank you for listening. And um, remember, uh, eat some ass.